Welcome everybody to Knock Them Out of the Christian Podcast, a Christian podcast that doesn't take itself too seriously. I am your host, Shane. Eric. It's just, it's Eric, just, come on. It's just, some, sometimes Eric. I would like to get new listeners. You know, and, and if someone said, sees uh, our podcast and goes, oh, Not Your Mama's Christian Podcast, <laughs> that looks like something I would like. <laughs> they listen to it when they hear, if I was a new listener, uh-huh. like, oh, I'm going to check this out. And yeah. that's what I heard. Yeah, say, you know what, what is this you know what crap? Kind of thing? Not Your Mama's, this must be edgy. Yeah, uh, and you listen, listen to that, to it, and it's and like, go, oh, it's wow, cor- there's sirens. There's oh, it's, it's, cor- it's corny youth pastor edgy <laughs> no, is what it is. It's weird things happening on this podcast. It's they want to be bad Christian, but they don't want to cuss. That's what it is. <laughs> that's it. That's what it is. Uh, so, um, hi. Hey, welcome everybody. Thanks for thanks for. You know what? We don't do this enough. Thanks for taking time to to listen to us talk. There are. I don't know why you decided to. There are a lot of podcasts you can listen to, mm-hmm. but for some reason you chose to listen to ours as one of them. Yeah. So that's There's only so cool. much time in a day. Only so much. And yet here you are listening to us. Yeah. And so I thanks. promise you, oh. at the end of the day. Uh, it will not be worth your time, but <laughs> I appreciate not. it. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate you guys still listening. Um, yeah. So, well, hey, Eric, let me, let me ask you this. So at, right now, since you are not, you, you're getting ready to plant a church in the mm-hmm. fall in September. Yeah. And so right now you don't really have a specific home church. I guess you would call City on a Hill your home church right now, huh? Technically, but I haven't <laughs> gone in a wow. long time. That seems like it was really hard for you I'm to in, say. I've been City hop- on a Hill is a church that I'm the pastor of, yep. if you didn't know. I've been hopping. Uh-huh. I just go to, I, I've been going to different church every week. Um, when was the last time I've been to your church? It's been two weeks ago. Two weeks ago, but then before that it was a month. Yeah. And I won't be back until, I'll be there for Easter. Someone okay. tried to get me to come to their church, play drums on Easter, and I, and I said, I, I got to go where my wife wants to go on Easter. Uh-huh. So. And she wanted to come to City on a Hill. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> you know, it's not where I wanted that's, to go. Yeah, <laughs> I, where a, she wanted to go. That's a glowing yeah. endorsement right there for City on a Hill. But uh, the reason why I ask you is because right now I'm actually kind of jealous. Well, first off, that you know, you, you don't, you're, you're able to go around to different churches and see how different churches do things. I, and I know your congregation is jealous of the fact they don't have to, that I don't have to listen to you every single week. <laughs> oh, wow. I know they're really jealous about wow. that. Wow. And so for me, th- one of the hard parts about working at a church and being being a pastor of a church mm-hmm. is that you, that's where you are every week, obviously. Mm-hmm. And that's and I think that you should stick to a church. I don't think you should j- jump around different churches Yeah, yeah, all no, the time. it's not. I don't think it's biblical to do that, No, honestly. no, it's not. But... For me, working in, in one but church... I'm the exception. Right. Working in one <laughs> church for like 10 years, almost 10 years, and, and going to that church before then, before I started working there, and now being at City on the Hill, starting this church, I like never get to go and check out new churches. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's 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 rare for me to spend time anywhere else. Yeah. Maybe like once a year or something uh-huh, like that uh-huh. on a vacation or I don't know, I'm out of town. I just yeah. check out a different church. Um, so... For you going around checking out all these different churches, you, I'm sure you go you get to experience all different types of services, huh? Yes, and doing this process and checking out different churches, um, and then just I've been watching different churches online. I've been just yeah. kind of I feel like I'm just going to different churches, doing doing a lot of um, just visiting and checking things out to see if that's what we like. And there's a couple of things that have um, started to annoy me about. Uh, ways things some churches are done, and I read an article this week about it, and it started to make me a um, little upset. Oh. oh, no. It started to make me... Oh, no, no. We haven't done this in so long. Some would say a little angry. <laughs> so let's do our segment. Eric, angry! <laughs> Yeah. 
All right, so we haven't done this in a while. I know. I think we've only I've done been this like once or twice. I've been angry though. Yeah, we just haven't done yeah. it. You're you're generally <laughs> you're generally a, an angry person. I'm not that angry. You're angry. I'm just, I'm just my my go to emotion is sarcastic and negative, and, and I some, and sometimes I fight that. I'm not always. I'm actually not that you're angry. You're an of angry person. person. You're making me angry, <laughs> but I'm actually normally not that angry. But there are things that anger me. Um, and it's mainly this has all started to come about from an article that I've read, and I've I've experienced this at different churches, and this is why I am so against this article. And some of you that are listening, you there's a good possibility you go to a church that this happens. So you may even think that this is a good idea. Yeah, and I'm going to tell you why it's not. Okay. Okay, because I'm super strong against it. <laughs> uh, so the the article is talking about removing children from worship. So the the new trend, I guess, is what they're saying that kids are not in the worship aspect. That's new. That's a new trend. That's that's what this article is saying. So let me uh, quote to you. It's from Albert Muller. Here's what he says. I'll just I'll just read the whole thing. Wherever children are, hold on. Let me make this a little bigger. There we go. I I can read good. It makes me angry <laughs> right now. You're not very good at this. Wherever children are be found, they are. What? That's what it says. That's what it says. It's not my fault. What? Wherever children. Right, this is not a very scholarly article. <laughs> wherever children are be found, they are to be welcomed by Christ's people. Who wrote this? Albert Moeller. Who is that? Is that a pastor? Dr. Albert Moeller from He's a Southern doctor? Seminary. Yeah, it's yeah. I don't. I'm maybe I'm. Re, I I most likely he's he did it right. I'm just reading it wrong. But that's okay. anyway. I'm gonna skip the first sentence. Christ's people are to be more welcoming than anyone else to children. Our churches should not be places where adults cannot wait to put their children away in order to get to the mm. adult task of worship. Whoa. One of the scandals of so much evangelicalism is that we send people to their rooms as soon as we get to church. Now, I'm not arguing against the utility of a nursery for infants. I'm not arguing against the appropriateness of special programs to teach children. I am saying that when you look at a church and you look at a congregation, you should see the congregation. You should see young people. You should see young couples. You should see older couples and older people. You should see these coming into the final season of their life, and you should see those in the beginning seasons of their life. You should see people sitting in pews. Okay, let me scoot. It's a lot of, we should see different yeah, yeah, people. You get, you get the idea? Yeah, okay. It. All right. Uh, let me skip down. The last sentence. They are speaking as children. They are thinking as children. They are reasoning as children, but the word of God can reach where where we cannot go. It is, the, it is one of the ordinary means of grace that our children in church with us will hear the word of God and sing the song, sing the hymns, hear the music before they can sing it in order that they at the right time may find their voice. So what this article is trying to say is that as a church, we should have the church, have the children in for at least the worship aspect, mm. and then you send them down to their children's ministry. And being a father with two girls, both four or under, uh, and being part of the going to these churches, it is the absolute worst thing <laughs> for me as a parent. When I go, and that's what we have to do, and a lot of churches do it. In fact, it's well, it seems sad. like we are not the we are yeah. like unique when we don't do that so most churches you've gone to have the kids almost all of them almost all of them most most of the ones yeah i mean there's a couple that haven't but majority have had the kids in worship so they sit in worship and and here's what i do during worship here's how i worship 
Savannah, stop. Say, no, shh, shh, don't, don't, don't say it. Hey, no, shh, shh. Brooklyn, stop jumping on that. Hey, girls, no, come over here. Come over here. That's my entire worship. So that's yeah. me worshiping. So the girls are really experiencing great worship yeah. because all they're doing is distracted and they're distracting everyone around. No one around me yeah. can, can worship. And then they go to prayer time. Guess who isn't going to pray much? Savannah. <laughs> she is literally yesterday when she were at church, she was going, Amen. 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 In the middle of the prayer. Who was getting a prayer in then? They So now all we're doing is giving different things, different distractions for adults to get through, for the pastor to get through, for the worship pastor to get through, so that the children can experience worship with us. Here's, the, here's an idea. If you want... Um, children to see you worshiping, let them see you worshiping during the week, not just in church. Instead, we can put them in an environment where they're actually going to grow and they're actually going to worship in a way that they want to, like singing and dancing, things Mm -hmm. like that, instead of forcing them to sit through our, our worship environment so that that we can say, look, they know what worship is. Show them worship the rest of the week. Yeah. This is a time where we can worship. It's not just us putting our kids away, like, all right, go to your rooms. We're, we're free from you now. It's like, no, we want you to learn on your level in a way that you understand instead of forcing you to listen the way we understand. It just doesn't make sense to me, and I hate it because I can't worship anymore. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I, I 100% agree. And, and honestly, it is surprising me that most of the churches you have gone to have the kids in during worship because... I don't know if that's most we, of the churches around just yeah, the most just churches I've gone to and that's what they do because we we don't do that city on a hill and and crossroads a previous church that I worked at doesn't do that either now we would have like family worship services but that was all geared towards kids and it was and it's meant to and also it's meant to give our volunteers a break we would do that the fifth Sunday of the month because that only happens a few times you know a mm-hmm. year um, and so uh, but that's a little bit different because we would want to incorporate some of the kids dancing and doing motions to the songs and playing some songs that they know that's the goal behind it but if we're talking about just like every week having kids in the service um, it, it doesn't it doesn't make a ton of sense for for a lot of the reasons that, that you said and I think that the biggest thing that it for me is that this is better for everybody involved when there is a specific environment geared towards children that the children can go to. Mm-hmm. That's that's how they learn. And they get all this energy out. Then the parent doesn't have to worry about their kid being a distraction. They can go into children's ministry, jump around, dance, yep. be as loud as they want in, in an environment where they're also learning about God. Yeah. You know, th- whenever somebody makes the argument of, well, you know, the Bible is strong enough to reach every person in every situation, and and I I do believe that. Mm-hmm. But do you read your kids the book of Deuteronomy? Yeah, you know, because the Bible can reach them in any. Yeah, right, right. If the Bible can reach anybody, then you should be reading them the book of Deuteronomy. And you know how else the Bible can reach Go people? The book of Leve- Maybe Le- Leviticus. instead of doing adult worship, uh-huh. if the kids are there, do kid worship. Yeah. And adults have to now. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's not going to work. Right. Yeah. Why? Because it's about the adult. Yeah. Because it's all about you. Here's one thing I will say: some of the churches that do it this way, it's because they don't have many volunteers. I understand that. And yep. the person that's running children is also doing worship. That's a whole different ballgame. You're doing what you got to do. I get that. Yeah, but if you're like... And, and, some pe- and some people are like, I would rather do this. I just can't. Mm-hmm. We're not talking about that. That's it's a saying, good way to get volunteers. Yeah. Honestly, adults. <laughs> <laughs> and you say, do you not want to have the kids in there anymore? Then we need you to volunteer once a month in our children's ministry. I'm okay if you do like a... 
like you guys do, like uh, a specific time, but then you uh, make sure there's cer- certain times where it's just for the kids. Yeah. And, and the we adults, have, we, the adults should be able yes. to adjust. Yeah. Why do the kids? We always have to force the kids to adjust right. and start. It, it just bores them. But we do when we when we do have a fifth Sunday. We just started doing this when we do have a fifth Sunday of the month, and it's family worship Sunday, which means all the kids are in there except the babies. The nursery is is still open, yeah. and but they're in there for the whole service, and um and we are making it themed towards uh, TGI Fridays. Do you remember that? Yeah. Not not the restaurant. But the the shows in the '90s, like Family Matters, and that, that was the best the best time. Yeah, Boy Meets World, step by step, Family Matters, Boy Meets World. Full House. Yeah, and so, can you beat that? No, you want to go on a tangent on this? Can you beat that lineup? <laughs> uh, by the way, I cried during Boy Meets World. The, the ending. Oh yeah, Ooh. yes. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, when we do Family Worship Sunday, we're going through a different show each time. We did Family Matters the last one, and so we showed clips from Family Matters and you know Steve Urkel, and we did songs. Did for I do? Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. So it's great impersonation. Yeah, well, really setting the bar high there. Um, so that's that's a really that's a really fun thing to do. But overall, having the kids in the service, I don't get it. Especially the ones who are like, "Oh yeah, this is the way that it should be." It's not when you put kids in children's ministry. It's not saying you don't care about them. It's saying you care more about them, yeah. and you also care about your spiritual health and you being able to 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 get a break for a few minutes. First off, if if you think that. Putting children in children's ministry is just putting them in a room, babysitting. Then you're doing children's ministry. Absolutely, wrong. yep. So, so that's that's a whole nother level. Yeah. Then, then, and most likely, there's not a lot of kids coming to your church right. after a while. Yeah. So instead, we should be having environments specifically designed for them, mm-hmm. and and that's and we're. Some people are listening and say, yeah, this is easy. But but some churches, is not this way. No. It's not babysitting. We can, If you are specifically designing it for them, if if a kid can leave saying, and the parent says, hey, did you have fun? What'd you learn? And they can answer, yes, yeah. I learned this. That's a then win. that's a huge win for the mm-hmm. church. And those people are eventually going to grow. As, as kids, we should be teaching our kids this stuff. And that's what I yeah. think they're trying to be at the heart of this mm-hmm. article. And some of these people are like, at, we want them to, to grow and understand this. Yeah. Yeah, but they can also learn on their own level without distracting everybody else. Because what is the mission of your church? Is it just to be a holy huddle for people to come? Or is it to reach lost people? Mm -hmm. If it's to reach lost people, Mm -hmm. if that's an aspect of it, then having kids in in church, is that helping or hurting? Yeah. Now, I understand you're going to say, well, that's not the whole aspect of it. But you cannot tell me many good benefits of having kids in church mm-hmm. besides, okay, they get to experience and it's, you see the whole church. Okay, cool. But you can do in different environments that way. You can make, you can, we used to do something called family ministry yeah, where it was designed for kids, mm-hmm. but we made jokes that only adults got. Yeah. So that way you want to, like you want every intergener- movie. Yeah. That's what we try to do. You want intergenerational um, services. That's what it was. It was designed for kids because we don't want to make kids just like, Hey, you have to listen. You have to like. Yeah. We understand how kids work, but parents, we we threw jokes in that here or there. Mm-hmm. So you you can do it in a in a different way where you're not forcing the kid yeah. to be in an well, environment they don't like. Well, let, let me ask you this: and what is the age then where where a kid no longer goes to children's ministry, but then they come come to church for the whole service? Yeah, middle school. Middle school is is, is my age. Mm-hmm. Um, Sometimes even earlier. Uh, I, I'm not, and I'm also not part of the crowd that says that they have to mm-hmm. like like some some churches say that you can't come like kids can't come to their church at all like you what do you mean like 
if you have a kid, they have to go to children's oh, ministry. Mean, yeah, when they walk in and they say, well, yeah. they, you can't force them. But I know uh, a lot of churches will, will will take the stance of, okay, if you have a kid, we're going to do everything that we can to get you to take that kid to children's ministry because it's better. And I understand why, for all the reasons mm-hmm. we're saying, you know, it's better for both parties. But, but it's that's better for the kids. Hard. It's also better for a mm-hmm. person that brought a friend to church for the yeah. first time. Yeah. Um, so some of the ch- churches, what they'll do is say, okay, you can bring them, but if they're distracting, we're going to ask ask that you have to take them out. But that's because, hard Because too. we don't want to sacrifice yeah. someone else hearing the gospel for the first time because your kid can't pay attention. It, it, it's hard when, like, uh, when a new family comes to your church and... And you're encouraging them, hey, you want to check out the children's ministry? And the kid's like, no, no, I don't want to. And then the parents like, no, no, they're gonna they're gonna stay with us. I don't really know any way around it. I I don't need I mean I think that we don't have just, we don't have the balls in order no, to tell them to it, do it. it. Is, you know, I, I'm not I'm not gonna force anybody to do anything. Me either. I and, will really encourage think, them. And what what I do is I walk them back to children's ministry or or, or a greeter and we say, Well, look, let me just show you where you would go and hopefully the kid will be like, Oh, this actually looks pretty awesome back here. Yeah, yeah. You know, and and kind of go that route. And uh, but it Ultimately, if the parent wants to keep the kid with them, and I get up to the parent. I get why the parent wants to. Sometimes, mm-hmm. imagine you're someone, you're a parent that has never gone to church before ever. Now you come, you have to go. Oh, I have to give them to strangers. I yeah. don't know anybody in here. Yeah, I don't know if they've been background checked all stuff. And you as a church be like, here's the stuff we do to make sure your kid's safe. But at the same time, right. you don't know any of the kids. You don't know what's happening. Yeah, your kid might not want to go back there. So I get that. I, but you you want to encourage it because it helps the adults yeah. to actually just pay attention and learn, and it helps everyone surrounding them. Now I do think that um, when once kids get older, middle school, I, I I do think is a good good age where students can start being in the service um, and get things out of it. And sometimes you get a, a mature fourth or fifth grader. Um, that's totally fine. I think it's too. the parents' discretion. Yeah, but. Uh, I don't. I don't know any third graders where I'm like, oh yeah, that third grader should be in the service. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, the, it, you may have really mature third grader, whatever. No, so, you don't. No, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you just think you do. There's no such thing. So, the, but I have seen sometimes the issue of if if a kid becomes a teenager and they still aren't sitting in the service. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe they're volunteering in children's ministry, which I believe teenagers should volunteer yeah. in children's ministry. They're sometimes the best volunteer that you can get. Well, that's one. That's a. Any single call it a faith catalyst, a yeah, personal ministry. Huge. But at the same time, too, I have also seen some teenagers get to the point where they go all through high school and they never hard, they hardly ever sit in a service mm-hmm. and then they graduate and next thing they know, they're like, Well, I don't want to go to church. Yeah. So th- that is the danger with it. Um, you know, obviously that's a long time after. I mean, I think I think school. once they get to middle school, mm-hmm. At every church I've been to, once they're at middle school, we were encouraging them to yes, come. absolutely. And they would serve, but we would make sure they're not serving every week. They yep. have to come to church. Yep. And then if they were serve, like we had some, that some, should be a requirement for. We serving. had some middle schoolers, and this should be a requirement for adults. Yeah, that's but, what I mean. I'm not just saying for. Yeah, but for, we'd have some middle schoolers that would serve every other week. The weeks they would serve, they'd be there, and the weeks they didn't serve, they would not be there. Yeah. So we said, okay, you can't serve then. Right. And some of the kids wanted to serve, so you need to be at church. You need to because because uh-huh. for that reason, we don't want the what the majority of kids do, they go to college and drop out of faith. Right. We don't want that to happen. We want them to be connected. We, not to be arrogant and has nothing to do with us, but with the age we are, mm-hmm. the personalities we are, we don't have that problem. We have middle schoolers, high schools coming. But I get, I know, I know that that age, I even talked to Eric this week. Mm-hmm. I'm 15 years away from me not being able to do it as well. Yep. You know what I mean? Like I'm not real. I'm already not relevant. <laughs> <laughs> I had students here on Saturday, uh-huh. Saturday night. And I realized I, they were saying words that I was like, I, 
I was like, I hope they didn't just cuss or say something <laughs> bad. I have no clue what that meant. Yeah. So I understand that, that that can be hard at times, but right. you try to make the environment as, yeah. as friendly for middle school and high school as you possibly can. We naturally do that, and sometimes we have to fight to make sure it's more relevant for older yeah, people. Yeah, I do. That's what I have to fight. Um, but but it, we, we have other pastors that are the opposite yeah. of that. We do have the advantage of being younger pastors, and even though we are not relevant to teenagers, they, they may not always know it. Because they're used to pastors being much older than us, like 20 years older than we are. So just by the fact that we are younger yeah. gives us a little bit more street cred on the streets. Okay, what is a... I was just trying to ignore that. What does... Could we on fleek? What does an older pastor uh-huh. do then? Because it's not their fault they're older. No, it's not. We are going to be there eventually. Yeah. Just because you get to turn age mean you can't pastor. You know what, you know what they do? They incorporate younger people in the service, mm-hmm. whether that be on the worship team, whether that be on the greeting team, uh, ushers, on the sound team. Yeah. If you incorporate teenagers and young people into the entire service, then it is going to encourage them to be there, and it also will encourage their friends mm-hmm. to be there. And they'd be like, man, I would like to do that. You know, They get to be up on stage playing guitar. I would like yeah. to do that. I was going to say, anytime you can put teenagers up on stage oh, in great. any capacity do it because because oh, it just shows everyone else and as an older adult mm-hmm. the worst thing you can do is try to be cool to the to the student right you just show the student you care about them mm-hmm. and buy them stuff and you, <laughs> like you know you take them to lunch right. or whatever and, and just you be, be yourself be yourself yeah you you make fun of yourself be like yeah. i got no idea what you're talking about but yeah. i love you and i'm here with you yep. and i'm willing to invest we, in you we can name many adults yeah. that that have done that for us that never tried to be cool right that we didn't think were cool at all yeah. but we connected with them mm-hmm. because they loved us absolutely that was that was yeah. most important to us was was that they they cared about us they mm-hmm. truly did Mm-hmm. Yeah, teenagers just care about authenticity. But getting back to the whole point of whether or not kids should be in the service and when should they be in the service, I, I think if you really want to have a thriving Sunday morning service and a thriving children's ministry, uh, you need you need to heavily invest in making sure your children's ministry is up to par to the point where the kids want to go there and the kids will learn. I love it after service a lot of times. I see kids coming out and they'll come up and talk to me. Your kids have done this uh, when, they've, when they've been at our church and they come up and they show me the craft that they made. This past week they made like a sandal for, for John the Baptist or something like that and the kids knew what it was for. Like yeah. They were able to tell me and communicate what they learned. When was the last time you had your second grader sit in the adult service and then afterwards you leave and you ask them, hey, what did we talk about? And they were able to tell you. Yeah, but they got to watch you work Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Then, 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 yeah. If that's what you really care about, and here's the big thing that people want: people want the kids in in church, especially parents, because I've heard this too, where they say, "I want them to see me worship." Mm-hmm. If the kid only sees you worship on Sunday, they don't think you're authentic. They think you're a hypocrite. Yeah. <laughs> so if you're not worshiping the rest of the week in uh-huh. front of them, then it doesn't matter what you do Sunday. It's actually oh, going to hurt if, if you if you put on a show for everybody else because right. your kid knows what right. you're doing during the week. So, mm-hmm. um, I mean. I don't. I wish one of us had a better understanding of the other side of the argument. I get sometimes you just don't have the capacity or the yes. staff. I get that. Um, that's something that you should work hard to try to get. But I understand some people are not um, in a place where they can do that. So you do what you have to do, mm-hmm. and you and you figure it out. Mm-hmm. Most churches I've been to, that was the issue. Mm-hmm. But there's some others that that wasn't the issue. They could have had them right away, but they decided, no, I want them to stay for worship, and then. As a parent, I couldn't worship at all because I just had to make sure my yeah. kid wasn't too distracted from everybody yeah. else. They already were. I didn't want it to be too distracted. And you know what else I hate about it too? I hate the transition of, 
okay, all of our kids are going to go to children's ministry now. And then you have to round up all the kids and all the backpacks yeah. and all their snacks and all the stuff. And you're trying to get them over. And then while, while like the pastor is trying to give you announcements at the same time, nobody can hear what he's saying at this time yeah. because all these kids are just like running through the aisles. I, I hate all- And the children's pastor is holding a sign. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, over here, over here. <laughs> I hate awkwardness. Uh-huh. I hate it when it comes to church. Mm-hmm. And a lot of churches... They just they don't even sense the awkwardness. Yeah, like if you go to church and you don't have music playing before the service, oh, that's it's so that's awkward. awkward. Yeah, if that is an awkward time where the kids are are leaving, transitions can be awkward, and sometimes we just mess it up. There's mm-hmm. a lot of times where we at at, our, at staff would just mess up the transition. I hate it. It's like this is so awkward. Yeah. The prayer sometimes is awkward, mm-hmm. and I hate like we should try to make it as comfortable as possible for everybody. Mm-hmm. Because um, that's the best yeah. way people are actually going to hear hear what Jesus has to say to them is if they feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. Awkwardness yeah. kills that. You never want a person to be sitting there in service going, "Oh, what's going on? What's happening next? Who who is someone supposed yeah. to be speaking? Is there yeah, supposed to be a video here? playing? You know, why under- is it silent? We understand things happen. Yeah. We understand that sometimes sound stuff happens. You can't people. do anything about that. It happens, and, and it's it's no one's fault. Mm-hmm. You try to make the best out of that awkward mm-hmm. situation. But I I hate. And I have I'm I've, I'm keen when it comes to awkwardness. I can sense it. I'm like, oh, this is awkward. You should be playing. Ask um, some of my people that I've worked with mm-hmm. that if music's not playing, I am like flipping out. Like yeah. this is awkward. Play some music quick. Yeah. <laughs> um, another thing I don't. Well, I'm just gonna. Why don't we just start talking about things that that most churches do that for some reason for some it's reason like, they do it. And do it's, it why? Way? Why do you have to do that? Okay. Because um, there's a bunch of things, and there's some things I don't know how to get around. Let's mm-hmm. see, see if we can figure out a solution. But um, I also hate. Meet and greet time. Yeah, hey, I know that you do. <laughs> I hate it. Yeah, and we do meet and greet time. Yeah, I don't like it. Yeah, I. It's it's always a little awkward. Mm-hmm. Again, I I'm I'm an awkward guy. I'm not a big social guy, mm-hmm. so that time is like, ugh. and there's some people that they go around and, mm-hmm. t- and say hi to everybody. Mm-hmm. And those people they like to do that, but me personally, I don't really like to talk yeah. to everybody. I have to get out of my comfort zone and do that, but. That time is just a weird, like, mm-hmm. okay, we're supposed to be talking to everybody. And then I'm thinking about a person that's there for the first time or have never been to church, and they're like, I don't want to meet any of these weirdo Christians. <laughs> like, I don't want to talk to them. Like, I just want to come and sit and leave because some that's yeah. what you want to do at first. And now this is forcing me to not right. do that. Well, most of the time. I, I don't think that that's set across the board when a new person comes where they're like, I hope nobody talks to me. I think that if nobody talks to a new person, that's a big failure. Yeah, I understand. But I and, but there's times where it's like you get stuck in a weird yes, conversation absolutely. you feel. I, I, of I course. Know. But I don't think that every new person who comes is like, okay, nobody talked to me. Let me just sit in here and get out. I well, think that it, it, that some people do enjoy I I enjoy well, it. Well, let me answer to that. Because there's something called EQ. You know what EQ yeah, is? It, Emotional it, intelligence. Yep. So just like we all have IQ, there's mm-hmm. also EQ. And People that are high on their EQ, they are good with their self awareness. Mm-hmm. They just can read situations better. When it comes to your greeting team, mm-hmm. you want a greeting team that is high on their EQ. Right. So that may that that means when a new person comes in, they can tell if mm-hmm. all that person wants is a head nod, hey, how's it going, yeah. or if all they want if they actually want like a long conversation. So people with EQ can do that. Mm-hmm. We need to be responsible enough to have staffed greeters right. that are trained on how mm-hmm. to do that. Mm-hmm. Mean greet time. It just everybody it's, around It's you. a free-for-all. Yeah. So then you will get that person who does not have very good EQ, doesn't have very good self-awareness, does not 
cannot tell that person does not really want you to talk. Now they're being forced to a conversation they don't want to well, have. Well, but how long of a conversation is it? Like the way that I look at meet and greet time, because since we do it, and I don't really enjoy it. Like, I, well, I don't even have the opportunity to meet and greet because I'm up on stage. We just got done worship. I'm normally up on stage and I, I pray and I talk about some things or whatever. And then when I finish that, I say, hey, welcome somebody to church today, that sort of a deal, mm-hmm. for literally 30 seconds. But yep. while, while the person coming up to give announcements, which that's another thing that we could talk about too, while the person coming up to give announcements is, is walking up on stage. It just buys us. 20, 30 seconds. To me, it's not it's not so much for the meet and greet. It's more so for the transition. Mm-hmm. So since it is so short, it doesn't really allow for somebody to get into this weird, awkward conversation that somebody's like, how do I get out of this? Because we get you out of it, if that, if that is the case. But that's at your church. That's right, yeah. All the churches I've been going to, it's a good two, three, four minute meet and greet. Really? What do, yeah. what do they do? I don't understand. They talk. like what do, They just say, hey, take some time to greet somebody. and Yeah, it takes then, time to say how to, and then everyone uh-huh. goes and meets everybody. Uh, now, I will say, there have been some churches that I was like, this really seems very like much like a family, which yeah. is a good um, feeling yep. to have. There's other churches I'm like, but, but if you're new, then you're then you're if, outside of that. And I'm just, I just more don't like that time anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, and then other churches where they're they like really enjoy, and I get because you want it to feel like a family, you want everyone to feel loved, you want yeah. everyone to feel connected. Yeah. I get why people like to do it. I just don't like doing it because I don't always like talking to new people. Mm-hmm. That's something I don't, I try to avoid. And there's plenty of people like me, of course, or worse that really don't like talking to people that don't even want to be there. They're yeah. just they were dragged to church, and now all of a sudden they're stuck in conversations that they don't necessarily want to be in or make small. I, I don't like small talk. Mm-hmm. I, I, I've I've gotten better at it because you have to, but I don't really like doing small talk. I'd rather have meaningful conversation. You can't really do it. Mm-hmm. Then. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that it's uh, like I said with it, with it being shorter, then it's just basically saying, "Hey, how you doing? Good to see you today." And then you move on to maybe one or two other people. Mm-hmm. Same thing, and then and then you sit down. You know what I do at your church during meet and greet time? You sit down. I go get coffee. <laughs> I do. I'll go. Okay, it's my time to get coffee. Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> and I will. And I know I need to talk to people, especially a lot of times I'm there to like show off our, our new church plant, so I'm trying to do that. Yeah. But I think you can have a church environment that feels like a family mm-hmm. where the congregation is trying to have those quality times of interacting with people before and after yeah. service rather than a forced time in the middle of service. Yeah. Especially when you... I, I, I'm a big fan of getting people out on time, getting, do it in, in an hour, a strict hour, mm-hmm. hour 15 minutes at the most. Mm-hmm. I don't like long services. Most people don't like long services. Yeah. And everything we do, which we're designed trying to think of a new person that doesn't know Jesus, right. how can we better effectively right, right. minister to them? So an easy way to start to do that is cut that meet and greet yeah, time. Yeah. That's an awkward time for some people anyways. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm not tied to the meet and greet. Then change it, Shane. I don't like doing it at your church. <laughs> <laughs> guess that I'll build the church for Eric, even though he's not going to be there ever again once September rolls I, around. Like four more times. <laughs> yeah. And then I'm gone. But, I, like I said, I'm not tied to it, um, but I also don't mind it uh, for me personally. Because, but I am a people person, and so not not everybody is. And, and I know there's some people that love it, yeah, and but and you and me are different. <laughs> like yeah. I, I just I'm I'm, I'm nice and you're not. Yeah, you don't love it though, and I can be nice. Uh, but see, I it's, maybe that shows I'm not nice. <laughs> I can't be nice. I not can that I am be nice. nice. Uh, but yeah, no, I, I understand with the with the whole meet and greet. How, how about uh, all right? So something else that that bothers me with church, or I think I don't know if it necessarily bothers me, but I think that it's funny, um, is that when you meet different pastors on staff, 
you can tell exactly what area of ministry they are in. Oh, I without, can read them like a book without them even telling you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because you put on, you get it into pastoral mode, and I do the same thing. You do the same thing. Yeah. Um, that's just kind of can, what happens. Can I say something that you do past pastorally Uh-oh. that I really don't like? Uh-oh. And I don't, I don't actually <laughs> dislike what you're doing. Uh-huh. I actually think it's good. But for me, uh-huh. personally, because you're my brother, uh-huh. I hate listening to uh, it. My wife loves it, and most people love it. What's that? It's So you guys sing songs, yeah. and then after the fourth song... You Third, come, we do three. Whatever. It feels like seven. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. It actually is good worship. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> I just figured out maybe extra cynical this yeah. episode. Um, so after the third song, you come up, and uh-huh. you give a little like speech. It's like, it's like a mini sermon. So you'll come up and go... I don't know about you. <laughs> let me give it. I do that sometimes. Let me give it first. I don't know about you, but I just feel tired this week. <laughs> you guys feel just tired and burnt out, whatever. And you give this pastor speech uh-huh. that a lot of times is talking about current events or whatever. Uh-huh. And I understand why some people love it. Yeah, I can't look at you. <laughs> I just look down because you you go into pastor mode, and uh-huh. I know I go into pastor mode. Yeah, but. Because you're my brother, I hate it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just you go yeah. into that mode yeah. and you start to be really extra serious. I'm Sometimes like, this I... dude that was talking about farts last night. I'm not listening to him about, <laughs> about do you ever feel down and out and whatever. Whoa, 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 hold on. Now you make it sound so cheesy. So what I what I'm doing is a lot of times I, I think it either it's a I read a passage of scripture that's been heavy on my heart, or sometimes I just like look in the Bible and I just open up that morning. I'm like, I don't know about oh, you guys. About. Sometimes I just read a passage and really speaks to my heart. I don't heart. know. I don't know if I ever... Do I say... I say, I don't know about you. <laughs> Sometimes you I do. I think I say something along the lines of, I mean, it may just be me. <laughs> it may just be me. I don't know about you. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway... You guys ever felt this way during <laughs> this week? <laughs> the, point, the point with it is to talk about something that is going on currently. And that is when I am really... Because I think that it is very important to have a moment where it's not something that is necessarily planned ahead of time, but something where... I just want God to speak through. I want. I, that's where I'm really looking for the Holy Spirit to just talk, mm-hmm. and um, and so I do think that it is important. I'm not saying and, it's not important. I just don't like listening to you do it. Yeah, I understand. <laughs> I, I understand. Uh, because when when I when I do when you go through that route, and it, sometimes it can be intimidating since you don't always have it planned out, and it's just like, all right, I'm just going to let God speak. It's always for somebody. One time. When and I, it's never for you. Never for me, because I'm not listening. I'm, I'm thinking, cause I know meet and greet's next. So I'm like, where's the way to call me? Where's my quick exit? Quick, quickest exit. Quick, quick exit. Where's my quick, quick exit? <laughs> um, one time when I preached at your church and you were not there. And you had to do that. Well, that I was. dad is your main greeter. <laughs> so I was like, okay, what's the plan here? And he went, okay, afterwards, Shane just goes up and talks. Like, and I was like, about what? And he said, <laughs> Whatever, whatever's on his heart. I was like, what? I was like, I don't know what I'm going to say. He's like, just say whatever. I was like, I'm just going to... So I went up and I just said, let's pray. <laughs> and I just prayed. So I was like, I don't know. what. I, I'd never fine. seen you do it at that time. And now I see you. Uh-huh. My wife loves it. Most people like it. Uh-huh. And I don't think it's a thing you should get rid of. I just think for me personally... It just makes you uncomfortable. It makes me feel weird because I know... <laughs> but you know what? Maybe that's how... Maybe it's making you feel things and you just don't like feeling yeah i just push it down <laughs> that sounds about right no i and i imagine that's how like our wives feel sometimes when uh-huh. we like preach and we're like we act a certain way or whatever mm-hmm. um because whenever i tell stories it's always stories making me look dumb and stupid yeah. the reason why is of course there's times where erica does things that aren't 
that aren't smart. But what kind of pass would I be? <laughs> I'm saying, Let me tell you this time my wife yeah. did this dumb my thing. My wife's so stupid. She did this. So you naturally, and all pastors do this, they get to the point where they're like, acting like they're the dumbest, they're whatever, because it's all you can, you can't talk about everyone else's stupidity. Yeah. You have to only talk about yours. You heighten yours for com- comedic yeah. effect. Yeah. And you never talk about your, your wife's or whatever, because that's just terrible yeah. of you to do yeah. anyways. But anyways, sorry. But anyways, when it goes to, when it gets into pastoral roles, what I, what I always find funny, and I don't know if this is just us because we are pastors and we've worked on staffs, but if you've been to enough churches, you can normally spot the children's pastor, the worship pastor, the youth pastor, the lead pastor, without actually knowing who they are. Yeah, you know? there's stereotypes for most yes, of them. And yeah. Of course, there's exceptions here. Yeah, there's always I never, I never get the email right, of yeah. this. I'm, yeah. I'm a student pastor. I don't do this. <laughs> the We're not talking about you. We're talking about everyone else yeah. but you. The exception to the rule is everybody on my staff. <laughs> because <laughs> All right, let's, let's I don't want down. them to think that I'm talking about them because I genuinely am not. Children's ministry. Mm-hmm. What's the stereotype? And first off, if we are talking about them, then get over it. We're going to talk about ourselves. Okay? Like, but everyone can lighten up a little bit. I don't take everything so seriously. This is the Chris Podcast. and take itself too seriously. That's right. We'll talk about ourselves. Um, children's ministry. Yeah. Children's pastor. What What is the stereotype? What is What do they normally They're, like? They always have a crazy outfit on. <laughs> yeah, a lot of times, if it's a Sunday morning, and well, if you're doing children's ministry right, and you have oh, a theme... Okay. And, and if their kids are sitting in worship. They, a lot of times they got like they, they have something to go along with whatever it may be. Like it could be a construction series. Like the theme <laughs> is construction. It's like building blocks for life. Yeah. And, you know. But the children's pastors a lot of times will have a crazy outfit on and they are always, always super energetic, super bubbly. Hey, how's it going? Hey, you want to check this out? They're like the energizer bunny. Because you have to be with kids. You have to be. That's that's a personality. I could that never you really be a need. children's pastor. Oh no, I could not I either. I definitely could not. They're not all they're they're generally come across as more um sincere to mm-hmm. me and happier yeah and, and they're also used to talking to children and yeah. so a lot of times when they talk to adults they still will almost talk to you like yeah. you're a kid yeah, because yeah, yeah. and it's not their fault they're just like oh really yeah, yeah. okay well today what i and it's like okay i'm not five you know? and, but that's that's what they spend a lot of the time doing and it's just kind of in their dna they are they are also the person who seems like they are running a million miles a minute. Yeah. And they get so much done. And you're like, how did you get all of this done? Yeah. Where do you get all of your energy from? My, I mean, my wife's a teacher. And I mm-hmm. feel like that, that way with her sometimes. Like, how do you get all of that stuff done? Yeah. How do you, I don't, I feel super stressed and burnt out yeah. a lot. And I feel like I'm doing half as much. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, children's pastor. Then we have the student youth pastor. Yeah. Yeah. The student pastors. Uh, and we, we both were, Student pastors for a good ones, of years. very and good ones. <laughs> I still feel like it, and I've probably fit a lot of this stereotype even currently uh-huh. um, because, yeah. Anyways, it's just kind of in in my DNA. A lot of times they're wearing a, a flannel or a plaid shirt. Yeah, I they wore got, one yesterday. They got, <laughs> skinny <laughs> jeans. I so wore those skinny yesterday. Jeans and uh, a beard. A beard. I have one. Um, boots or something like that. <laughs> <on>. <laughs> and uh, they 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 normally either look cool or try to look cool they either i've like that or they're kind of uh balding with a goatee with a goatee <laughs> uh, yeah so there's there's two types of youth pastors it's the young one who's like a hipster or the older 40 something one with a goatee who's balding yeah uh, and loves pizza like that's <laughs> that's that's kind of like the two and uh, and they're really corny and cheesy but everybody loves them no they're they are the they're like the bad boys of the children. Well, I'm the talking staff. about I'm talking about like the older youth pastor. 
Okay, know, I'm talking, but, but if you're talking in general, about the youth pastors, mm-hmm. they're the bad boys. Oh, they're, the rebels. they're the ones who gets gets in trouble. Yeah, they're, they're like, the hey, one. we didn't want the students to be messing up the, the downstairs room again. You yeah. guys got to clean up. It's like, sorry, we just do what we want to do. <laughs> <laughs> That's what the student pastor yeah. is. I'm a bird that can't be caged. So they think they're like edgy oh. when really they're a pastor. So they're not that edgy. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like our podcast. Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> kind of like exactly who we are. We yeah. think that we're much cooler than we are. Yeah. Think, and, man, uh, we're, we're so cool. Yeah. Like, because you're surrounded by mm-hmm. generally not cool people. Yep. So you're like, yeah, I'm the cool and one. They're always like, oh, we're going to. They're always looking for a life lesson to give a teenager in yeah. a cool, powerful way. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and, uh, and sometimes when they get on stage, they can be like uh, loud and crazy, or they're like laid back, relaxed, and cool. Hey, guys, I was playing Call of Duty this week. <laughs> you ever just get shot in the head and feel like, Man, I don't know about you. <laughs> I don't know about you, but just not my day. <laughs> well, I want to tell you something. Yeah. No matter what your day is, uh-huh. Jesus can save your day. Yeah. And then whenever they do... I've heard... That's a, that's a quote that I've yeah. given from and, you. For me. Yeah. And, then, and then whenever they do preach on like a Sunday morning to adults, they always do something crazy. You know, I still do that. Yeah. I try to offend people. Yeah, yeah you, it, they try to get into the shock value. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I would do all like, this oh, I can't believe well. he said that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he <laughs> said sucks. That guy's crazy. I got in trouble for saying sucks before. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Anyways, okay. Who's next? The worship pastor. Oh, the worship pastor. Oh, the worship. Oh, pastor. I know a lot of worship pastors. A lot of times, a worship pastor introvert. Introvert. They seem standoffish. Yep. Because um, they are standoffish. <laughs> yeah, but once you get to know them, they're not. A lot of times, they appear that way because they got that shell. On they got that show yeah and they also are normally the worship pastor and the youth pastor are friends they they kind of go hand they in hand get with it. one. They, they get, get it. it. You know, because they're the cool artsy ones. You know? <laughs> and they're always making fun of... The pastor wants to be the artsy yeah. one. He normally isn't that artist. They always make fun of the children's pastor together. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah. like, God, the children's pastor. Look at his lead cool. pastor, dude. Or yeah, the yeah, lead yeah. pastor, done yeah. he's got no idea. Yeah. She's got no idea. <laughs> and uh, But the, the worship pastor can be a little standoffish, um, and they're, they're always looking for artistic opportunities to, to do something cool and artsy fartsy uh-huh. something besides deep. the ones and we we're talking about the the youth pastor with that's balding a goatee mm-hmm. you you can put that in any pastor <laughs> like, yeah, that, that's true <laughs> so let's just say any pastor can be balding with a goatee yeah the, the, so it's either it's pizza. either this stereotype we're gonna say or the balding goatee <laughs> if you're a guy obviously yeah, there's obviously guy. female pastors uh-huh. and all these aspects um but normally, if you're not the baldy goatee worship pastor, mm-hmm. instead you are the worship pastor that and wears wears skinny jeans, has yeah. the newest hairstyle for yeah. sure. Oh yeah, uh, just and it, and they are and they also have all all the latest technology. Oh yeah, whether yeah. it be you the latest it, Apple Watch, latest they iPhone, or they Android, they got it. Latest Mac, they got it. You follow me? They got it. <laughs> they got it. No all. matter what, they got it. They're trying to like they're they have different outfits on all the time. Uh-huh. They're trying to stay relevant for mm-hmm. sure. They're not relevant. <laughs> and they're trying to stay relevant. Uh-huh. They're like, hey, student pastor, like what are the kids wearing nowadays? Yeah, what are these? Yeah, yeah. And then um so they'll they'll wear certain things, they'll they'll make sure they, they normally do that. run the website. Well they have to. They have to because because there's not enough other things for you to do to be full time. What, what else does a worship pastor do? They practice once a week. They practice they during the week. They put the songs together. The, you got to do something else, right? You ever right? walk past a worship pastor's office and they're just in there playing their acoustic yeah, guitar? Yeah, yeah, they're practicing. practicing. Like, yeah, right. You need to practice <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. This is you working, playing. Yeah. I, they're working on their it. harmonies. Yeah, right. No, you don't need to do that. <laughs> yeah, so most of the time they have to do 
the technology aspect mm-hmm. of it because um, it has to fall on somebody. The student pastor has too much stuff to do. The children's pastor has way too much stuff to do. And the lead pastor doesn't do anything. They push it on everyone else. So, <laughs> so they're, they're too the busy pastor. delegating all the work to everybody yeah, yeah. else. Yeah, yeah. That's what a good leader does. That's what I do. <laughs> okay, let's get to the lead pastor. Yeah. Balding with a goatee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love pizza. Yeah. Um, yeah, the, the the lead pastor is the one who feels like they got to be the mature one. This one is a little different because there's so many different types of lead pastors. Yeah, yeah. Here's one thing, not a look stereotype that always happens with a lead pastor, mm-hmm. controlling. Oh, yeah. Almost Micromanager. Every lead pastor I know is controlling. they got their hands in I know everything. that because I am controlling. <laughs> yeah. You uh-huh. controlling. Uh-huh. Every lead pastor, they because they, it's all on them. Like they're, They answer it's a the lot board. Of pressure. It's a lot of pressure. If... If the church goes under, other church, other pastors can get easy, other jobs easily. It's all them. Yeah. They're the one who, who they feel like they fail. So because of that fear, sometimes you have to put your hands in everything. Mm-hmm. I do that all the time. Yeah. Just as student pastor, that's just my characteristic, being a little more controlling. Right, right. Do it with this podcast. I feel I can kind yep. of control. I complain about you not doing anything, and I won't let you do anything <laughs> yeah, either yeah, at yeah. the same time. And I'm all right with that. <laughs> I'd rather just be the youth pastor of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, you're the edgy one. Yeah, you're the worship pastor of this yeah, podcast. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, the one who really doesn't do anything. <laughs> <laughs> no, but the lead pastor a lot of times is the one who uh, they 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 are they think outside the box. They're the ones who they're the dreamers, and they 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 have to vision cast and all those sort of things. So they're always contemplating things, and they're always analyzing things that are going on, mm-hmm. thinking of okay, well, could we do this differently? Could we twist this? Could we change this? And sometimes it can be annoying working yeah. with somebody like that because yeah. it's like I, we just figured this out. Now you're changing everything again. Yeah, yeah. I the the main thing to me is controlling because I remember when I was uh when I was working in ministry with some some friends of mine, I would go to the back. It, it was student ministry, and I was super controlling. Then I would go to the back and like be like, "Hey, you know, you gotta do this video here and this stuff." Uh-huh. And a little John who's been on this podcast, he would say, "Eric, I got it." And that was his I've sign only of done saying this every week. Yeah, it's for it's three literally years. the same way you do it every single week. Mm-hmm. I've been doing it for two years. When he says, Eric, I got it, what he's saying is, back off. Yeah. You're being controlling. Yeah. And I've given him permission to be like, tell me that. And yeah. every time I go, you're right, and uh-huh. I'll go. Because because I hate awkwardness so much, like I said, that I'm so controlling because I don't want it to be awkward ever. I don't ever any yeah. want a slide to be missed or a bumper video not to be played but, or music to be played. Yeah. So I like try to control it so much, and it stresses me out, mm-hmm. and it doesn't give anybody a chance to actually yeah. grow in their ministry. But if little john or that person says i got it and then they mess up oh so help me you know what little john used to do he used to do my slides with two other computers he would be doing homework on one computer and work on the other you know how many times he missed my slides all that i would say i would just repeat what i would do and say all right and point number two point number two Point number two, I would just I purposely would not say his name to see how long it took yeah, for him to yes, get it. Because yeah, I was with students too, so they thought it was funny. Point number two. Point number two. And then you go, oh no. And I hear him in the back. Click, click, click. And you click past two, three, four. I have to go back. Yeah, yeah. So those are a lot of times the stereotypes. Everybody not everyone feels a stereotype, okay? So relax. It's not a big but deal. You know what? I challenge if you are listening, you're a youth pastor. I bet you think you're the edgy one. If you're mm-hmm. listening, you're a worship pastor. I bet that you are a little more of an introvert. If you're listening, you're a male and pastor. You I bet that- you're balding with a goatee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. So. I'm, not, I'm not trying to make fun of them, even though I very much am making fun of people that are balding with a goatee. You know what? Rock, rock your style, man. No, there's nothing wrong with it. Nothing- it's just it's. I've seen so many pastors who look like that. 
<laughs> so that's so what I'm saying. Many. It's it's not it's not making fun of them. It's just that's a lot of pastors. <laughs> that's so many. It really is the case. Oh man. <laughs> and they they got their t-shirt tucked into their jeans. You know. That's oh, a I lot hate of time that. The I hate that. Know? There's times I've gone to churches and with I've had white a, tennis shoes on. I'd be like, and I'd be like, dude, untuck that man. Relax, <laughs> relax. Let loose a little You're bit. You're in the house of God, man. Relax. Yeah, it's yeah, all good. Let, it's all right. All right. Well, we've talked about some of the stereotypes and some of the things we don't like about church and we, things we don't get that mm-hmm. churches do. Yep. Well, we talked about worship leaders and we picked on them a lot and I say we continue to do that. Oh, yeah. So why don't we sing a worship song? Why don't um, you sing it Okay. and I'll do the worship leader add-ons oh, that okay. they always do. That works. Okay, so um, you want to do... Um, what's a popular... Uh, what's it? Uh, uh, good, good father. Okay, perfect. Okay. Father's Day's coming up, right? Not till June. <laughs> so, okay. Let's imagine. Just started March. Let's imagine today is Father's Day because I'm because sh- I know whatever church you're going to are going to play this song, and uh-huh. I want you to listen back to us doing it okay. to see how how close it is to your youth pastor singing. Okay, Sounds so good. I'll start it, and we're, I'm actually going to play. Okay, all right. So I I apologize. I don't know if you'll be able to hear it. I apologize if it sucks. Okay, so uh, hold on, I'll lead it. Good morning. I say good morning. Oh, good morning. <laughs> you guys awake out there? Yeah. I know today's Father's Day. So why don't we sing a song to the perfect father? Uh, sing with me, can you? I've heard a thousand stories of what they think you're like. Sing it. But I've heard... The tender whisper of love in the dead of night. And you tell me. And you tell me that you're pleased and that I'm never alone. Sing it out to your father. You're a good, good <laughs> father. It's who you are. It's who you are. It's who you are. What are you? And I'm loved by you. <laughs> It's who I who I am. It's who I am. Come, Billy, get it. It's who I am. How about you guys? <laughs> you guys ever feel like, man, things just aren't going well. It's been a rough week. Life's been a little tiring. Just me. <laughs> well, I want to tell you something today. I don't care where you've been, where you've come from, who you are. You have a perfect father. <laughs> you have a perfect father. I said, we have a perfect father. Amen. <laughs> Let's keep singing. You are perfect <laughs> in all of your ways. You are perfect in all of your ways. You are. You are perfect in all of your ways. <laughs> Uh, so repeat, 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 man. Listen to me. Repeat. You are perfect in all of your ways. You're speeding up, Trevor. You're speeding up. You are perfect in all of your ways. Slow down, slow down, slow down. You are perfect in <laughs> all of your ways. To now, take this moment to greet one Thank you for listening to Not Your Mama's Christian Podcast. Make sure you subscribe and leave us a nice review. To support the podcast, 
go to our Patreon page, patreon.com slash nymchristianpodcast. Music provided by The Revived. Check them out at therevivedmusic.com. Stay connected with us by liking us on Facebook and following us on Twitter and Instagram.